What is up, you guys? Welcome to episode two of the Set Up for Success podcast. And I have my very first guest ever on the show. I'm super excited to have my homie, Monet Davis, on the show. What is up, girl? Just living life, you know. Finally got an off day, <laughs> but I've been working. How's work been? How's it been it's for been you? Fun. It's been a lot of fun. Um, I'm doing a lot of editing, some filming. Um, so it's been something that I'm not used to, but something that I'm learning and, you know, really enjoying it. Yeah. What what type of projects are you working on? Can you spill or you can't spill? No, because it, it's fine. I mean, all the stuff that I do usually airs um, like in stadium. So if you're not out here at LA, um, you don't really see it. But I got to shoot in the well during a game. Um, so basically like the end of the game, the handshakes and everything. Um, a, a cool project that I did that kind of stressed me out a little bit was um, the movie Elemental, the Pixar movie. It just came out and oh, wow. they were collabing and I got to sit in during the shoot of the players and then I got to edit it and um, it's going to be playing tomorrow inside the stadium. So that that's another thing. And then like just like commercials Dang. of like teams that are coming up. Yeah, that's insane. I'm super excited for you. Monet, do you know, like, well, first I want to ask you this. Has this been the first podcast you've ever been on or have you been on a few? No, I've done a few. I've done a few. You've done a few. Because I was just thinking, I'm like, I've never really seen you have like super long conversations because I've been doing my research on you, but it's so weird doing my research on you (laughs) because I just know you as like the girl who lives a few dorms down from me at Hampton. So it's just so crazy. Like, looking into all of the things that you've done, I'm going to be honest, I didn't know it was that huge because you're so humble. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) you are so humble. And I just wonder, like, how do you have that type of mindset, just, like, being so calm and just so normal? Um, I don't know. I just think it's just me as a person. Um, Even when I was younger, I've always just been, like, a mellow, calm person. Um. I never get like super, super excited unless it's like something I'm really passionate about. Um, but yeah. I, I just think it's it's just my personality. Like I'm just naturally like calm, laid back person. You are. When's your birthday? My birthday is actually due 24th. So it's next Saturday. So it's a week. From uh-huh. So you'll be 22. Yes. 22. Dang. So think about that all of the things that you've done up until 22 does that scare you or does that make you excited or how Um, does that feel it definitely doesn't scare me just because I feel like I've been surrounded by good people that they wouldn't let me just use everything that happened in the past to be like the peak of my life um so I've been Mm. fortunate enough to have so many people around me that want the best for me and I got to meet so many people that want the best for me so I'm always surrounded by people who are, you know, living the life that they want to live and want to get me to that point as well. So I feel like it's I'm more so excited for things to come rather than like scared. Um, Yeah, I know. I know like right before graduation, I was talking to some of my, you know, hometown friends and we were saying like how it's kind of like a scary chapter that you know we're graduating Mm -hmm. undergrad and it's kind of like the real world. Um, But like I, I was scared for a second, but then I'm like, you know what, like this is like opportunity that a lot of people don't have and this is something that we can you know really change in our life and really make things you know bigger and better and get closer to our dreams so 
I'm very excited yeah. about the future. I'm excited too. So let's let's just take it back a little bit, just for new listeners who maybe they've got a glimpse of you in the past. Just reel us back a little bit. What made Monet Davis the name that it is today? Uh, um, in your own words, in the short in compiled words, version. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, at the age of 13, I was on a baseball team that made it to the Little League World Series, which is uh, a tournament with 16 teams, eight from all over the world, eight from the U.S. in different regions. And my team was from the Mid-Atlantic region, so like, New York, New Jersey, Delaware, um, Pennsylvania, and I think D.C., I think D.C. and Maryland. I think those were like the mm-hmm. six that we had to compete against. Um, and, you know, we made it to Little League. It's, that tournament is always aired on ESPN, and I was the first girl to throw a shutout and earn a win pitching-wise in the Little League World Series, and it's kind of how people know me now. I mean, right. like the big, like, Monet Davis that people say. So, Why quotes, though? Why quotes? Like, does does just that title, like, like, I just wonder, too. I mean, Cause you were, I, I usually do oh, that. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. I usually do that just because, like, I don't know. Like, it's, like, the people that know me, like, know me. Like, you know me. Like, you've seen me, yeah. like, walk around with pajamas on. Like, you've seen the real me and, like. Other people yeah. don't see that side of me, but like I still feel like I'm the same person overall. So like when people are like mm-hmm. Monet Davis, like it kind of gives like the way some people say it, it gives like a different meaning to who I am. Um, mm-hmm. So I usually put quotes on it, but like at the same time, I'm still the same person that I've always been, and I've never tried to change for anyone, and I've never tried to you know be bigger and better than anyone else, like. I always like you see me during class like I go to class I go to all my classes like I'm in sweatpants and you know uh, hoodies like just the calm person (laughs) I am and I never try to be bigger than anyone so like usually when people say my name in a certain way then I put the you know it's it gives a different meaning to it like the air quotes yeah yeah yeah. that that's why I feel like you're so unique in such a crazy way because I just feel like not a lot of people could have done what you did at that age and then still come out on the other side the same. Like, I think that's what is so eye-catching and crazy about your story is like, like I'm saying over and over, you are so normal. Like, you guys don't understand for anyone listening, Monet is so chill She's like the type of person who you could like, you're having a bad day. She's going to stop and talk to you. She's real calm, collected, cool, and just an all around nice person, a good person. So that's why it's just so crazy to me, because I feel like a lot of people who would have been in your spot would have probably took advantage of that. So did you kind of even feel like I know that's you, but did you also kind of feel a responsibility to show people I can have all this? And still be true to myself. Um, I didn't have to like prove that to anybody just because um, I feel like going into it, like I already had this like narrative, like there was already this narrative, like there's this black girl, she has braids from the inner city. And like, mm-hmm. you would expect like, I feel like. I feel like nowadays, not nowadays, but like at the time, I feel like people would see a little black girl like that and just think like, oh, she's from the hood. Like she's probably, 
you know, grammar's not all there. But then when they see how well spoken I am, that kind of like takes them, like takes them back, like, oh, dang. So like, Mm. and even like, even a family friend, like before, like he knew me, he thought like, he's like, oh, oh gosh, like, please don't embarrass us on TV. And then like, he sees like how soft spoken I am. And like, people don't know, like I went to private school since second grade. So like, like, it's it's not like I have to prove, like, I don't have to prove anything to anybody because like, the people that have known me all my life know, like, know that, like, I'm just, like you said, like, the calm person. Like, I try to make people happy. I try to make people stay. I try to make friends with as many people as I can because you never know what someone's going through. So just being a nice person, like, it takes, it doesn't cost anything. Um, but I I don't have to prove anything to anyone except myself. So, like, I just Facts. try to do things for myself and, like, try to do things to, you know, put my family in a, you know, a good place um and show like the younger kids in my family that like you know there's things that we can do in this world that people say we can't um so I try to set a good example for like mm-hmm. my little sister my little brother even my older brother even like my parents um all my cousins like I try to you know show them like you can do all of this if you you know work hard listen to these people you know don't follow these people um so I just try to prove things to myself every day um, instead of trying to prove things to other people, that makes sense. For sure. No, that makes complete sense. And I was going to ask you too, about just during all those years, cause I had to watch everything. Like I literally <laughs> spent days watching you at 13 and like, honestly, your demeanor, like you said, nothing has really changed about you overall as a person. So I just was thinking about like, do you ever go back? and rewatch those moments or look at those photos because you met some people that you admired. You had a big moment at the ESPYs where you won. Didn't you win like a BET award? And like you, it was just, I feel like it would be a lot for a 13 year old to just be meeting all these people all at one time. And you're going to these things every single day. And then I just wonder like now, do you ever just look back and like see those moments and kind of digest it? as your 21 year old self, like, um, this is what was, this was my life at a time. Um, not like, I don't go and like, look back at old pictures of like me in certain places. Um, but like, sometimes I get a, like yesterday, for example, while I'm at, uh, the stadium, we were just chilling and we were talking about how I was there. The first time I was there was in 2014. And they have, like, folders that mm-hmm. have, like, pictures from, like, however many years ago. And we found the pictures. And I was literally – we were looking through the pictures. And there was, like, a certain picture. And I was, like, I don't remember taking a lot – like, these pictures. Like, I just don't remember. Wow. So, like, a lot of the things, like, I don't remember. Just because, like, I'm still so – I was still so young. Like, I was – I don't even know if I had puberty yeah. yet. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> there's still things that, like, yeah. didn't, didn't, like, process so – um, sometimes like looking back at those pictures, like it sparks a memory. It's like, Oh, uh, this is when, and I tend to have a pretty good memory. So like for me to not remember certain things is very rare, but I, yeah, I think during COVID, I think that was a time where I got to like kind of sit and like think about all the things that happened and think about where do I want to go in life? And, you know, like I said, um, not letting that be the peak, like my baseball coach that I've known, who's like second dad to me we had a talk in the car one time and he was just like, he's like, I don't want you to be that person that is, you know, 
trying to sell like sports illustrators that's like oh you remember this girl like this is me like i need some money like you know what i mean like he doesn't want that to happen and that kind of scared me and i was like you know what like i don't (laughs) want that to happen either like i can't that can't happen so i've always just like always think like if i look at back at a memory i'm like all right you need to make this little girl proud because everything that she has dreamed of you're starting to you know it's starting to come to life and you got to keep going because you you aren't done yet um so yeah some pictures I just look back and just laugh because it's like it's some funny pictures some funny memories I send them to my friends but like I don't just look back at you know certain things and just be like dang like I really did this and like I'm really I'm yeah people say I'm really hurt like I don't that's not me I don't do that I just look back (laughs) you know give like the the good memories ever come from it and you know think about like all right where do we go from here yeah what (laughs) that's what I'm saying Monet you're a rare breed because there's a lot of people who sit in their own vein and I feel like that is what sets them up for failure because they reminisce on one good moment that they had. It could have been, you've had several amazing moments that happened to you after one big moment that happened. And then it kept spiraling. More things started happening. So then what do you think about people who harness their whole life on one thing and they're just so stuck on it? Maybe they don't even realize they're stuck on that one thing. And it's just not pushing them forward in their career or they're just not able to advance because they're so obsessed with this one thing or this one celebrity they met or this one time that probably won't happen again if they don't move you know what would you tell them to do um I mean it's it's not terrible to like look at those I've I feel like you should look at things like that as motivation rather than like trying Mm. to reminisce and you know kind of be stuck in that point in time um so I would just say use it as motivation um like if you, you know, met like one of your favorite celebrities of all time, um, one of the people you look up to, you know, use that as motivation to then, you know, keep building from there. So that way that person becomes a friend to you. That person becomes a mentor to you and they help you out and in, in life. So, I mean, just use it as motivation just because, you know, that shouldn't be the peak of your life. There should be other things that, especially if you're young, if you have, like, if you're young, if you're our age, college, below, even even in your 20s, like high 20s, whatever, you still have so much more in life to go. So, like, try to use that as motivation to push yourself to be better, to have these people, you know, remember who you are. Like, if someone sees you when you are a fan and you're like, oh, nice to meet you, you introduce yourself, a little elevator pitch, wherever you have, and then later mm-hmm. on in life, they see you doing something big, they remember you. And, you know, nice. you want that to happen. You don't want to be the person that, you know, you see you see a celebrity that you've met already and they have no idea who you are because you haven't done anything since you met them. So, like, you want to you wanna yeah. be that person that they remember. So, just keep just keep grounded and keep working hard, put your head down and, you know, do what you got to do. Because I feel like, especially people like us, like black women, we need more black women, you know, at the top that will, you know, make the things go, go around, make the world a better place. So just keep, honestly, just keep working hard. That's all I really have to say. Motivation. Use It's really self-motivation, self-motivation. If you can motivate yourself, you'll be a better person. And people, if people have to force you to work hard and to people have to motivate you, it's, it's, I'm not saying being motivated isn't 
a bad thing, but like you should yeah. have some self-motivation to make sure you get to that next point in life. Do you think that discipline is more important than the motivation or do you think that motivation is more important than discipline? Because I find it that I get so motivated, like you said, to do something. And then it's like the adrenaline's there. I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. And then the next thing I know, I'm slacking a little bit. Then Mm -hmm. I notice I'm slacking. So I know I have to implement the discipline, but I just always want to know other people's opinion on what do they think is more the priority? Is it the discipline or is it the motivation? Hmm. I think we talked about, I think this was talked about. I'm not sure where. I think it was one because of your I events asked, at school. I right? asked. Yeah. Yes, I asked hmm. everyone because everyone has a different, and you were there when we talked to Chad Easterling about this. Mm-hmm. And he had to think on it too because it's a very important question to ask you know, to think on, especially when you're doing something you really want to do and you have yeah. every intention of doing it, but it's like, you're lacking a little bit of discipline, but you're really motivated to do it, but it's just kind of hard to execute it. Yeah. So um, I just want to know what your thoughts on, especially as an athlete. Cause I feel yeah. like you guys have a different way of looking at those types of things. Cause you have to train, yeah. you have to do certain things, especially for you at a certain period of time you had a schedule that you had to go to every single day and do you think that helped you with staying motivated with what you were doing at the time or was it just the sole love for what you were doing um honestly just think it was just out of love um I know so when I first started playing for my travel team we were I was seven and Mm -hmm. my coach was hard on us like he was like he was a hardcore coach like we had to like, we had to wear, like, certain teams. We see certain teams with, like, colorful cleats if it was soccer, like, all of this. But we had to wear, like, black and white cleats. So, like, he and – we were disciplined at the age of seven mm. to a point where people thought we were older. Like, but, like, we were still super young. So, I feel like – I feel like – I don't even know how to put it. But, like, I feel like disciplining kids when they're younger will help them become mm. a better self-motivator as they get older. Right. So when you instill these values of working hard, um, you know, doing well in school, being a good person, when you instill that when you're when they're younger, that the motivation kind of just comes later on in life. Um, I feel like me personally, I feel like I was pretty honestly. I wasn't a great. I was I was a good kid in school, but like I was Mm -hmm. I did some some kids. I did some things that kids do. Like I was like I got in trouble whatever yeah but like Mm -hmm. I just feel like having the love for the sports that I had that I was kind of already motivated when I was younger so at the age of like eight or nine is when I first started pitching and I wasn't the greatest like I was when I first started playing I was like the last batter out of like 14 people could barely hit the ball but I always had it in me that like I never wanted to be the weak link on my team like, I just mm. never wanted to be the link that held the team back. So I think, I just think motivation was kind of already in me just because I was always about sports that, like, I kind of motivated myself to get better each day. And then with the help of, like, my yeah. coach having instilling those instilling those values in us, that kind of helped me become a better self-motivator. 
Um, so I kind of mm-hmm. think it goes hand in hand. It just depends. Like, like you said, still, like I can be motivated to do certain things and I feel myself slacking and it's like, all right, I need to pick it up. Um, but I just, I think it depends on which route um, people think about it as. So I think of it as you have to be kind of, you have to discipline people when they're younger so that way they become a better motivator. That makes sense. I Yeah, I think that does make sense because I feel like you can be motivated, but mm-hmm. motivation kind of comes in and out. You know what I'm saying? Like one minute you can be like, oh yes, I'm going to be the greatest at this and I'm, no mm-hmm. one's going to stop me. But it's just like, you're saying it, but you're not taking acts every day to do it. So it's like talking really wouldn't match the action. So I I feel like that makes sense, especially like with the whole thing about you being younger at seven, being disciplined, like at seven years old, I knew you know what I was doing. It wasn't like, I feel like my parents disciplined me with certain things, but I don't know if I was disciplined in the sense of, like for something specific, like a sport or anything like that. Cause I feel like I got into sports later, you know, mm-hmm. middle school and things like that. But what do you think has been like the most important lesson that you've learned just being an athlete? That's like actually a life lesson that you implement to this day. Hmm. Um, Hmm. It, it definitely um I probably say I don't know the exact words but it's basically like um do the right things when people aren't watching you know it's not just about doing mm-hmm. the right things when people are watching but also doing the right things when people aren't watching so mm-hmm. you know in the in the time of social media you know people will if they're trying to you know give away money they'll give away money and you'll see someone recording it and it kind of looks staged but like, are you doing that mm. when no one's filming or are you just driving right by people? Um, are right. you acting a certain way when, you know, you're behind closed doors? Are you respecting, you know, the, the elders in your family? Are you respecting your parents? Even are you respecting your siblings? Like um, you can show on social media that, oh, I took my brother out to get, you know, a whole new makeover or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. but like on, on a day-to-day basis, when y'all aren't doing this for a video, how are y'all interacting? So, um, really just, you know, don't just, you know, just being the same person when people are watching you and people aren't watching you. I think that's a, that's a big thing Yeah. because when it comes down to, especially, especially like going for a job, you can put on a front during an, during an interview. <laughs> and then you get you get the job and you're you you know you're you're slacking off you're not a hard worker like you gotta you gotta yeah. you gotta do you know you know what I mean like you gotta be a hard worker both in front of people and behind closed doors too yeah do you remember and that's really good too because I feel like especially our society like you said I see that all the time and I talk to my friends about this it's just crazy to me because I feel like I wonder, like you said, if the person would just do that to do it and not just to make content out of it, to then get monetized from it, to then grow an audience from it. Mm -hmm. And then it becomes their thing. Like, is that something that you genuinely would do? But Um, how how did you pick that up in sports, though? That's what I wonder. Like, was there an actual memory that you um, had where... I probably... I I don't remember an actual memory, but, like, my coach has told us that. So, like... 
Mm. Um, like when we're basically it's basically it's when we're like when we were together like as a team with like the coaches around, like you know you wouldn't act out of order. So are you still acting that same mm-hmm. way when the coaches aren't around? Like it's the team still, you know, being you know themselves. They're not acting wild. They're not freaking stuff. Um, so I, I just think it's just one of those memories when I was younger that something happened when the coaches weren't around, we got yelled at and then our coach, you know, had to talk with us. Um, so it's probably some, some yeah. around there, something in that area. Yeah, that's a good lesson. I, I can see that too, especially like in the sports game. It's just like, you got to be completely honest and transparent with yourself and your teammates and your coaches. Cause they're going to find out anyways. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Especially so that's if you're true. not healthy, if you're, if you're injured, if, like, we couldn't play. If we weren't doing well in school, we couldn't play. So, like, you had to do well <laughs> in school. And if you weren't doing well, we were going to find out somehow because we all end up, like, going to the same school. Um, mm. So you definitely, I feel, like, I feel like at one point I felt like I was definitely closer to my team than I was to, you know, some people in my family. So, you, wow. you definitely have to be very transparent. Yeah. Yeah. And you were like, so when you were playing sports, you were one of the only girls on your team. Yeah, I was the was only that girl. Yeah. The only girl on the team. So did you ever have moments with with your initial teammates where they kind of felt like not outsiders per se? Because obviously when you're competing against other teams and they see you a girl, they're going to be like, weakest link you know how they how to they try to prototype females in any situation but did you ever have any conflict with your initial core team no never like 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 I, I started we started when we were so young so like there was never there was never anything where like they would kind of like talk trash about me per se um yeah like we were all just kind of treated as the same the only thing like obviously I had like a different locker room than they did the normal stuff (laughs) um yeah but no but there there was a time where um honest and we talked about it and you know that's part of being teammates being basically you know brothers and and sister that y'all are going to have you know disagreements arguments but it's all about coming back from it and I think that makes you um, a stronger team and a stronger friendship but uh, we were at one tournament and my one of my friends he was just like like how are we gonna win this like we don't have any more pitchers and I was like like what (laughs) damn and I wasn't paying attention at first so someone said and I was like what do you mean like like that's crazy like you say that like like, I'm still here. Like, no matter how hard I throw, I'm still going to throw strikes because y'all are going to play defense behind me. And right. I end up pitching later on in the game, and I think it was like I only had to throw one inning through a shutout inning. And, like, I was talking my trash to him because I'm like, you like you just disrespected <laughs> me. Like, like you've known me for how many years, and you just said that about me. Like, that's not cool. And, like, now, like, you, right. need, to, you need to apologize to me because, like, how disrespectful was that? Like, you know who I am as a person, you know who I am as a player. And for you to kind of like not have that faith in me, like, that's not cool. Like that wasn't cool, but we talked it yeah. out. Yeah. I was heated. I was very heated. And um, he could tell 
even like my team, like the other teammates, they could tell and they were trying to calm me down. And I was like, no, because like at the same time, some of y'all heard him say this and probably didn't say anything. So mm-hmm. I'm like, like, I kind of feel betrayed from not just him, but like the other people that were listening to it. But like, we all talked about it. We got over it. We ended up winning the tournament. So like, it was all good. But that was one time that we kind of had a disagreement where I felt like, you know, they didn't have my back, but at the same time, yeah. they still had my back after all, because, you know, they still trusted me to go out there and, you know, throw that inning and help the team out. For sure. And then like, after all this, I that's one good, I mean, that's a memory, you know, in that space. Did you think after like, I mean, that situation, but I'm sure like you were saying, there's definitely other times where people probably like looked at you and been like, Oh, she's a girl. Like it, it's, it's going to be okay. It's, it's all good. We don't have to worry about her. Then you make history and you do something that's never been done before. And then you have terms like throw like a girl, you know what I mean? All these things like coming from you and you're inspiring girls. Was that your intention? Do you think that was something that you had in your mind or it just so happened to be you were the one at the time? Um, That was never any intention. Uh, But, like, I started pitching at nine. So, like, all the teams that we've played against since from nine till really from, like, seven until 13-ish, even Mm -hmm. beyond that, a lot of those teams – they knew what I was capable of because I played against them for however many years. But when I first started playing, you would mm. hear like, you hear those questions like, is that a girl? Like, do they have a girl? Or why does that boy have a pink glove? Like, just like stuff like that, that it would be like the parents. Obviously the parents said the kids wouldn't, they wouldn't care. Um, And then my coach would always be over like, like he would hear the parents talk and he'd be like, that's a girl. Like, and, or they'll be like, he and she'll like, he, he'll just be like, she um but that was like when I was younger younger so then once I started getting like 9 10 11 they all kind of started you know they knew who I was they started respecting me um you know we didn't hear anything crazy from them anymore because at that time I was pretty much bigger than all the all the guys so I was kind of you know a little bit over not overpowering but like I was a little bit more developed and um I threw a little harder I was bigger than them so like they knew what I could do, so they didn't want to talk trash because they're like, well, we can't really back it up too much. But, yeah, there is really nothing, like, too bad that had been. Yeah. That's good. And I'm sure you've had, like, so many girls get so inspired by you. Do you have a memory about a girl, like, seeing you and saying, like, you inspired her and other girls in, in the sports game to just – compete with the boys and and try out for positions maybe they didn't feel like they were tough enough to be in do you have a memory where you felt like dang I really impacted this girl's life um I mean I probably say a lot of people um one that's like that I truly remember is because I played against her older brother in the Little League World Series and so Mm. obviously she was there she watched the games and you know, that whole team that I was I was close with that whole team is Chicago team. Like we were close. We're still pretty close. We still, you know, talk to each other, check in on each other, congratulate each other for a lot of things. Um, but I remember him telling me like his sister played 
baseball because of me, not because of him, but because of me. And he Dang. was like, she's, she, he was just like, she's more of a fan of you than she is of me. But like, I think that's like pretty cool because her brother, her brother is a pretty good baseball player. Um, he still is a pretty good baseball player. So like for him to say it and for her to say it and their parents to say it, like it's, that was pretty cool. And for them to like know me personally. So they know, like they've known me since I was 13. They know me now. So like they've seen the growth that I have, that I've had. And, you know, for them to still be, you know, still let their daughter be inspired by me is, you know, pretty cool. And I try to give, you know, some, try to give her some information um, just like little advice and everything, but that's definitely one that has stuck with me just because it, it's, uh, definitely a little closer, um, you know, a little bit more personal, um, but like, that's, a, that's, that's just one example. There's so many other, uh, girls that are playing baseball out there. There's even a girls baseball tournament now that's, that's pretty cool. So I think more girls are starting to get involved in baseball and I'm not going to say because of me, but I feel like it kind of, I feel like I kind of brought a, a bigger light to it. Yeah. Do you think they're going to make like a Monet Davis biopic? Like when you're like in your forties and fifties <laughs> No idea. and then who would you no want idea. to play you? If, if there was, if there was, who would you think like would play you? Mm, I don't, I don't know. I feel like if it was like now. Right. Like um, let's say it was current. I feel like maybe Stormy Reed. I feel like we kind of we're kind of the same complexion. Yeah, she is. You know? She is a good one. I love her. I just watched yeah. her movie Missing, and I feel mm-hmm. like she would play a good Monet. Yeah, I feel like we're kind of we're like the same complexion. I don't know. There's not many like other other actresses out there that are you know young enough. Um, that kind of looks kind of we don't look that much alike but like she could pass if that makes sense yeah she could and they she's youthful like she Mm -hmm. I mean she's really like young looking like us so I feel like they she could pass she could pass maybe they'll have to shoot at higher angles to make her look smaller I think she could pass I think she could pass yeah that would be so cool. Like, I, I just know that I feel like your legacy is going to be crazy, though, because it's just like you're going to do so much now. You know what I mean? Especially we graduated from the same school at Scripps, at Hampton, and that broadcast journalism can really impact people because now you can use your voice and now you can talk to players in a different way and talk about things from your perspective. So what do you think you want your voice to sound like when you are in the space of media and sports? Hmm, that's, a, that's a great question. Um, well, I've been thinking about this because obviously um, being an intern, people want to get to know who you are, know what you want to do, know what you study. Um but yeah. I'm going to grad school for sports management. So I want to be um, in the front office of a sports team, maybe um, also want to own a sports team. Um, so like those are the, the areas that I want to go. Um, and I just kind of want to be, I want to be the person that, you know, helps out, you know, the kids in, you know, the inner city and giving them an outlet and giving them role models to look up to. And specifically, I want to have a women's team in basketball and soccer in Philadelphia, just because the nearest teams are like, like New York. Mm-hmm. And 
you know, there people people aren't fortunate enough to have a car or aren't fortunate enough to be able to take a train to New York to go see these women play. And I think the nearest, yeah, yeah New York is the nearest soccer and uh, basketball team for women. So bringing that to the city of Philadelphia, just to inspire those, you know, younger girls that, you know, there is a, there is a, a league you can go to, there is a path that you can, you can go, you can go to get to be a professional athlete because I didn't have any professional athletes that I could go um, and watch and be inspired by like, Oh, I want to, I want to make it to the NWSL or, you know, yeah, there were, there were basketball teams that, you know, the league was still, the WNBA was still around when I was younger, but like we didn't see that much on TV. Um, And I just want to bring, you know, those women to Philadelphia, you know, kind of starting a program where these women can, you know, mentor these younger girls and these younger girls can go to these games and be inspired and want to work hard and want to go down the right path to be just like those women. So I feel like I just want to just want to help the city out, um, help women's sports out as much as I can, because I feel like they they've get, they've gotten the recognition but there's still a long way to go and so if I can help that in any way I would love to. Yeah, you will. I know you will. I want to go to our commonalities cuz we both chose Hampton. I know <laughs> why I chose Hampton, but I want to know why did you choose Hampton out of all the HBCUs? Um I so it was between Hampton I I reached out to Howard as well because this is for softball. I reached out Got for I reached out to Hampton Howard and then I think Bethune Cookman. Um, mm-hmm. And Howard at the time didn't have a coach, so that kind of just stuck them out. And then Bethune Cookman, <laughs> I took a trip down there, but they the journalism program wasn't like as bad as big as Hamptons. And then mm-hmm. at the time, Dean Plummer was still there. And it was the day, it was the Sunday after homecoming. You know how that is. It's super dead on campus, like super quiet. It was raining and she came in and gave uh, me and my parents a tour of scripts. And like, we had a talk with her. We um, like, we were there for a good, like a few hours. um, And that kind of like cemented me going there just because of, not just of her resume, but how she cared for the students and how the professors there cared for the students. Um, and then looking at the alumni that has been there and what they're doing now, um, I just felt like it was the right fit. And it also wasn't too far from my house. So if something ever were to happen, my, my mom could take the drive down, take a train down, whatever. Um, yeah. And then also the softball team. Um, that was a big reason too, because they were super welcoming. They felt like a family um, it was, I just felt like, I just felt right when I stepped on campus. Um, I yeah. felt welcomed. I felt, uh, loved from everybody that I walked by there. They were all speaking to me. Um, they were all offering me plates cause it was the tailgate. So like, I just felt, I just felt at home once I stepped on campus and, you know, having the great journalism program, um, that Hampton has that it just I don't think I could find a better choice than than Hampton really for sure what do you what do you think that I mean you've obviously been doing things to set yourself up for success your whole life 
But what do you define success as to you? To me, success would basically be um, if you're happy with what you're doing, um, if you're living your life the way you want to live. I feel like those are like the two main things that I look for to define success. Uh, Yeah. I feel like people will be like, if you're wealthy, you know, all of a sudden, like, yeah, money is a factor, but if you're happy in life, if you're doing what you love, that that's that that's going to come. Um, so if you're just if you're taking care of yourself, if you're healthy, if you're doing what you love, if you're happy, if your family's doing well, like those are those are the core things that I define as success. Yeah. What do you think that if you could like see get a glimpse like if you got like a glass ball or something and you could see Monet five years from now, what do you think she would be doing? Mm, if you could tell, or what do you think life would be like if you could imagine it? Cause you're not going to know exactly what you're doing five years from yeah. now, obviously. But uh, if know, you could think tricky. about it in this space. That's, that's very tricky. Um, I feel like five years from now, I want to have some type of like ownership in a team. Mm-hmm. Um, that way, I can start, you know, building myself up to be, yeah. you know, eventually the the leader, the owner. Um, but also, still want to have a TV show. Like that's my thing. Like mm. I think that's fun. Like. I've gotten to do some like content creation for MLB and MLB develops over the years. And like, that's the fun stuff to me. Um, that's yeah. the side that, you know, that, that allows me to be the goofy me that, you know, a lot of my friends get to see. So, you know, possibly having like a TV show where I can show that side with some content creation, but also on the business side, being more of a, you know, having some ownership in a team or, you know, making my way up to, you know, a front office front office position um so that was that's something that i would love to see in that little glass ball <laughs> why, why is ownership important to you like have you always thought about ownership or what makes ownership stand out because i like i see especially nowadays like a lot of people are really really honing in on owning their things or creating their own things and not waiting for somebody to create an opportunity and just creating it themselves. So why do you think ownership is important to you? Um, I think it's important because I look at it as like, um, like a, like a script of your life. Um, mm. So like no one can tell my story better than I can tell myself. Um, so I feel like if you own that, that you can put it however you want to, you can do things however you want to do it. Um, obviously with, ownership in a team that's a little different um I don't know too much about that area obviously um I'm going back to school so I want to learn more about that area Mm -hmm. but I just think owning your things it's what makes what's going to make you happy so like for example like the Taylor Swift situation that was happening like she didn't own her masters I'm not gonna go too in detail about that because I know her fans are very wild there's a lot of them but like (laughs) <laughs> she was going through she was going through a battle during those years and I probably still going through a battle during uh like right now. Yeah. So having that ownership you kinda 
there's less stress on you. You you you'll probably be happier. Um, but just owning what's yours is huge because, like I said, no one can tell your story like you can tell it. So just having just owning what what's yours is it's huge, especially in today's day, because anybody can make money off of anyone. So you want to make sure that you're doing sure. it the right way, and you and you get the the props you deserve. Yeah, I feel like we're all getting pimped, Monet. That's always my <laughs> philosophy. Everyone's getting pimped, whether you know it or not. You're getting pimped by somebody. Like I always like think the, that. That's why like I Weston feel like this is important. Ponzi scheme. <laughs> it's like power, like the Weston Holdings. <laughs> no, for Ponzi real. Scheme. Like, yeah, for real. <laughs> And if you think you're not getting pimped, if you have to think about it, you probably are. You probably Mm -hmm. are. Everyone is. That is so true, though, because it's just like nobody can say the things how you say. That's why I was so curious about you and your voice, because I've seen your personality. I've seen it like you are so hilarious and so cool. And I always wondered, is it hard for you? Because sometimes it's hard for me. Like you see the way I act with you offside outside of everything right and just connecting with people it's different and I feel like sometimes it's hard for a lot of content creators to actually show their true personality when the cameras cut on and Mm -hmm. sometimes I don't know why that blockage is there like I try to combat it every way that I can but sometimes there's like this weird I don't want to show them too much I don't want to get judged or I don't want to say the wrong thing and somebody gets offended. So how are you like trying to break that? Cause it's hard for me. And I, I wonder if it's hard for you to at least try to be yourself to the fullest capability that you can without feeling like, let me try to say the right thing. No, it, it definitely is hard. Um, especially cause I feel like I'm, what do they say? Like, uh, I'm an, Intro, like an extrovert introvert is that what it is something like that like I'm more an of introverted a, extrovert yeah that's yeah, right like, like I'm more of a introverted person but like when I'm around the people I'm comfortable with I become an extrovert um but I'm also mm-hmm. pretty shy so like if, if I don't know you I observe the room I don't talk too much I kind of say to myself um so I feel like mm-hmm. once like I have that in the back of my mind once like the cameras come on then it's like all these people are watching like that's when like the shyness comes out and the me observing the room and knowing what people can do with anything online like you like you said you don't want to say the wrong things um you don't want to say too much you don't want to say too little um so it's just it's it's very hard because not everything's going to please everyone like I just did a podcast a few weeks ago and the question was asking me like my my top five players in the NBA and I gave mm-hmm. my top five players and obviously I'm like <laughs> people aren't going to agree but at the same time these are the people that I like these are the people that I mm-hmm. think are the top five players this isn't the top five players that like that I'm just choosing for other people this is who I'm choosing and I think that's what yeah. people don't realize and like yeah I'll go through the comments and I'll you know respond and people are like what about Giannis? And I was like, I said what I said. Like, these are my <laughs> top five players. Um, and you stand um, on that. You stand, right, you don't like, have to. And I'm going right. to stand on it. And I'm still going to stand on it. Because this isn't about you. This is me picking. But it, it's definitely it's definitely hard. 
Like, it's super hard, yeah. but it's all about finding what you're comfortable with. Um, yeah. Like, we talked about this. Like, we talked about, like, the streaming services. Um, yeah. Like, yeah, I feel like I would – I feel like if I have the people around me, like, my friends, if I have them, then that's when you'll see a different personality. Like, if I'm doing it by myself, mm. I, like, there wouldn't be too much because I'm that shy <laughs> – I'm that shy little girl who – likes to observe the room and I feel like when I'm by myself I don't really have too big of a personality but when you give me my friends and I'm comfortable then you see a different a different Monet um but like you said it's hard I I have no idea how to get around it um (laughs) but like we're we're gonna figure it out someday but right now we're still working so we we are we will because it is difficult i i try especially so the first episode it was good so that was my first solo episode but when i tell you sitting and talking to yourself or to a camera and trying to exude the highest point of your personality to people to watch it is very challenging and i i just try to study the greats and see how they do it but i'm i'm sure it takes years of practice because it's not it's definitely not easy at all so I want to ask you like a few sports related things not really sports questions but just kind of like advice you would say so let's say that there's freshmen coming in to college and they're looking to try out on a team or they're just in their sport and they want to make impact or they just want to be the star of their sport at their school whether that be an HBCU or any college then what type of advice you would say from just your standpoint as being a student academically and as an athlete, what advice would you give those athletes? Mm, I would say you gotta, yeah, I would say you gotta love it. Um, I think that's the number one thing is you have to love it because if you're playing a sport in college, that's most of your time. Mm. And if you, I'm not saying you can't do anything else, but it's a good portion of your time is dedicated to this sport. Then you have classes. Then you have homework. And if you're a freshman, you have uh, study hall. So really, um, you got to really love it in order to, you know, really, if you want to play a sport in college. Um, another thing is the grades are important. And making that connection with your professors and telling them that you're an athlete and letting them know ahead of time when you're going to be leaving and building that connection up with them. because they are very helpful um and they sure do make a, a big impact on your your four years so you know really doing that and you need a certain gpa in order to play in games um so i really say just i feel like time management is a huge thing um and then if you want to be the best you gotta you gotta work hard you gotta put in those extra yeah. hours um, you gotta, you gotta sacrifice, you know, possibly not going to certain parties. Um, mm-hmm. so there's, it's, it's a lot, especially being a, a college athlete and that's at any level. Um, so it's really about time management, loving your sport, make sure you focus, you're focusing on your grades as well, but also you got to have some type of social life. So making sure you you know, socialize with the people that are in your class, sit with different people in the cafeteria, um, building those friendships. Um, because I have a lot of, like, yeah, I had a lot of friends on the team. Obviously, I could sit with anybody on the team, but, like, sometimes you need a break from them. 
and <laughs> you 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 need to sit with you know the regular students um yeah you know, building that friendship so it's a lot that goes into it but mainly loving it time management focusing on your grades and you know giving yourself some time to you know you know giving yourself me time really give yourself time to focus yeah. on yourself focus on your mental health focusing on your friendships relationships whatever talk to your your family because 24 hours in a day at college especially as an athlete it's it feels like it's like it's a few hours so make sure you really you really yeah. take full advantage of those 24 hours that you get for sure uh, you know you met i i was looking at it too just especially like getting to experience a lot of your role models especially like going into school kobe was one of those people that you met did he ever like say anything to you that kind of stuck with you as you matriculated through school and just being a young kid growing up and then getting to college like did you ever get any memories or just some advice from him um i feel like the biggest thing not just for me but for everyone is like that mentality like having that mm -hmm. killer mentality with no matter who's in front of me like i'm going to dominate you um that's a that's one thing um but that's like every like something that everyone learned but i feel like yeah. i didn't really when i met him it was kind of like a like a it was like quick exchange just because it was his last game in philly a lot of people wanted to talk yeah. to him he obviously wanted to get to his family um but I got to talk to him on the phone a few years before that. And I just remember him telling me, like, he sat his daughters down to watch me play. And, like, if Kobe Bryant, one of the best athletes that we probably have ever seen, one of the best basketball players we've ever seen, if he's saying that he sat his daughters down to watch me play, like, that meant a lot. And that meant I was doing something yeah. right. And that meant that I was, you know, you know, on the path to do something even better. So, Amazing. That has always yeah. stuck with me. And then having that killer mentality in not just sports, but just in life. Like if you're going yeah. out for a job with someone, you got to make sure, you know, you're on your A game. You got to make sure that whoever this is, I'm going to outwork you because this is something that I want. Um, so really uh, just that, that mama mentality. Yeah, for sure. My brother loves Kobe. So we always watch his videos and I'm just like, dang like it's just crazy to even hear him say that to you at a young age I know that's gonna always stick with you like those core memories mm -hmm. are insane because it, it's gonna come back around you know what I mean in some point and I know that is a huge impact for you for sure yeah definitely um I have so I have this final segment and I'm calling it the final four since this is set up for success I'm like Let's just make it the final four questions, okay? So the final four, I've I've decided to create it like this because you know Erica Badu. Yep. So Erica Badu, she had said something about the doctors that we need, like in our lives, but they're not like actual the medical doctors that we go to, but they're just the doctors within us that heal us that we need. So I took four, there's five, but I took four of those. And I want you to give some advice for each category. It doesn't have to be super drawn out, but it could just be like, however you would explain how you would handle the four categories. Okay. So mm -hmm. the number one doctor that we need is sleep. 
obviously. Yes. If you don't get sleep, you're not going to be able to perform. So give us your advice on sleep. Or is your sleep schedule even good, Monet? <laughs> Honestly. Um, my sleep schedule is not good, but somehow I managed to get my rest, if that makes sense. So, like, mm. I do get a full, like, eight hours. Um, although I might go to sleep a little later, I'll still get that full eight hours. And then I think naps yeah. are pretty crucial as well. I think taking naps before like two o'clock is like perfect. Like three o'clock, you can't take a nap at three o'clock or you're not going to be able to sleep and wow. then your sleep schedule gets messed up. So taking naps yeah. earlier rather than later is definitely a big one. Um, and I'm just the type of person, I could fall asleep anywhere. Like, I don't know what it is, <laughs> but I will, if I'm tired, yeah. I will find somewhere to fall asleep. Like I was at a basketball tournament. I fell asleep on the, on the hardwood floor. Like I will find somewhere to sleep. Um, but really just, I think a big thing for me that helps me, uh, sleep at night is, you know, keeping water and just like drinking some water, getting a little chilly after drinking the water. And like, that helps me go to sleep at night. Um, that's good. And just, just like, I don't know. I, I like to sleep with like one pillow horizontal, one pillow vertically. And it gives me like a yeah. variety of positions that I can move to and just find the exactly. comfort that I need. But I try to get, I just try to get as much sleep as you can. Those, those, those hours at night, those eight hours that you need, like that's, that's really crucial because that'll help you for the day that's ahead. And, you know, going to sleep at a pretty reasonable time will help you really mean, like really do what you need to do with the next day and really help you out. Yeah. The reason why I was saying it like that was because I know, girl, we were in college together. So our sleep schedules were insane. Like there'll be times us going to Wawa, it's two. We're back, mm -hmm. it's late. <laughs> so I just, it's hard for me to correct it now because I just feel like, well, I have the day. I'm going to go to sleep at two because I like to work and then I'm going to get up. And, but I, but I, like you said, there's some way I still get my rest. So that's good advice. I like that. So number two in the category for the doctors is diet. So I don't know how your diet is, but any anything, Monish, because you have a good physique. Oh. You are an athlete. Are you one of those people who like you could literally eat anything and still look the same? Yeah, I'll eat. So like the crazy thing is I'll eat and it won't be a lot and I'll get full. And then like 20 minutes later, I'll be hungry again. It's weird. Mm, yeah. Um, but I try to, you got to make sure you eat your greens. The greens <laughs> are crucial, especially for your, you know, your bowels. The greens are crucial. Yeah. Um, but like, I try to get some fruit, some, some vegetables. Um, obviously water is very crucial. Um, do you do the protein shakes? Mm, not really. I'm very, taste is like a big thing so like if if it has mm. like a like a small like like off like off taste i can't do it yeah like, i know I Me so like i try to do like the regular fair life like regular chocolate milks that has like i'll have like 15 grams of protein or something like that i try to do those just because that's what easier to, to drink for me mm. um 
what what else what else what else i don't know i i i mean i feel like rice is good like i can eat i can eat rice some rice or some chicken rice. okay that's weird but like rice with some chicken how is that I kinda, weird how do you not like rice though like rice is like such like a it's it's a food that can go with just about anything I guess it depends who makes it though. I feel like I like a certain type of rice then because I don't like the ones where they're not sticky. So I guess I can't say I completely hate it, but it's not the first thing I'm going to go to, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I tried to, I tried to meal prep uh, last year, like the beginning of last year. So I had like <laughs> rice, I had some salmon with some vegetables and i put like teriyaki sauce and i like mix it up and i try to make like a like like, healthy little like dinner but like we didn't have a kitchen in the dorm and like the air i don't want to put salmon in the air fryer we weren't even supposed to have an air fryer (laughs) but and so like it was it was hard it's hard in college it's very hard in college to to eat well but at least try to get some some vegetables in there some fruit staying hydrated um and trying trying to eat as best as you can because um that's very crucial. But also exercise. Where you don't have to run, you can even walk. Like I love walking. And towards the end of the year, like Alana and I, we would go for walks. Well yeah. we try to go for walks as what the time that we had, but try to try to stay, you know, get that exercise in. Like that's crucial. Like I love walking. I can I I can just walk, like for no reason I would just walk. That's good though. I I gotta start getting into it. I really, really do. Cause I like doing more like where I'm doing the actual weightlifting. I'm doing the actual movements, but walking is something that I feel like we just overlook because it's so simple, but I feel like it does actually make a huge impact. So that's good. And you kind of touched on exercise. So I'm going to skip over that one. So that was good. Well, also, so I'm the not last a weightlifter. One... I don't like lifting weights. Really? I and I, I never did. I was never, I never, like, obviously when I had to, I did, but, like, I was never a huge weightlifter. Like, high school, I didn't lift weights. Like, I just, weightlifting was not my thing. But, like, people don't realize that you have to also, you have to lift weights, but also, like, get some cardio in at the same time to maximize. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, if you're, especially if you're going for, like, a physique look, you have to do, you have to have a balance of both. You can't just do one and not the other. So I feel like that has to go, kind of, that goes hand in yeah. hand. That's actually so surprising, though, for your arm at that age to be strong as hell, throwing that fast. I could, I would have just imagined you, like, just, like, pumping iron all the time at that age. It was, it's actually more legs than, than arms. It's more lower half than upper, or, yeah, than upper body. Mm. So, like, it was more of, like, like, some squatting. I can do like squats, like that's fine. But like bar squats, yeah. I, don't, I don't like them. But like I can do squats. No deadlifts, no none of that. I mean, I don't mind deadlifts. Um, uh, two years ago, um, like during the summer, I was in DC and with uh, five of my teammates, and we went to um, our guy Whitey. He was like a strength coach. He, we went to him, mm-hmm. and he like taught me the proper way to like deadlifts and everything, and. That was probably the one time, like that summer was probably the only summer that I actually liked lifting weights just because I had the proper technique and Mm -hmm. I felt myself getting stronger and I was, I wasn't eating right. I was eating dinosaur chicken nuggets every day. (laughs) 
but <laughs> like I felt like I felt healthier. I felt happier. It was just like a good time in my life just because I knew how to properly deadlift. So that yeah. I like deadlifting. That's fun. But like once you learn the proper way to do things, it makes things better. So that was fun. Yeah, that's true. Okay. Last one in the final four is spirit. Dr. Spirit and however you would advise people because I feel like with success and everything you have to feel connected with something in order when you do feel lost or off track you can go to spirit or whatever that looks like for you so I just want to know your advice on the spirit aspect um I feel like it's okay to have like different emotions going through your body. Mm. I don't know if that's just me, but I feel like that's okay. Like, um, I feel like I'm not super spiritual, but like I can tell when like my, like on the inside when I get like super happy and I'm not mm-hmm. feeling too happy. Like I can, I feel like I'm kind of in tune with that. Um, I'm yeah. not very good with like expressing myself, but like if I'm not feeling the greatest, like I'll allow myself to like chill sit in bed all day watch tv whatever you um, allow yourself i think that yeah. that's what stood out you allow yourself to mm-hmm. feel what it is that you feel yeah. but like that's I, hard for a lot of people to do that it is but like sometimes like i feel like i don't know what's going on and like i won't mm-hmm. force myself to do anything because like knowing me if i'm feeling a little bit off I can get I'll get an attitude and I'll just snap on somebody for no reason and I don't want that to happen like that's the one thing I don't want to happen so like if I'm not feeling the greatest I won't do anything I won't do too much I'll just chill um but just just allowing yourself to feel however you want to feel like that's like a big thing and if you're good with expressing yourself go to someone you trust and express how you're feeling um that's 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 really like the big thing it's like allowing yourself to feel all your emotions and feel when you're happy let people know you're happy when you're not doing well let people know you're not doing well and even if you're not good but talking those out allow yourself to chill relax put your comfort films on and just you know kind of sit with yourself and get yourself together because you know we still have the next day you gotta pick it back up um, so hopefully it doesn't last longer yeah. than a day but talking talking to someone's big whether it's good bad a friend a therapist whatever it is talking to someone really does help it does especially at our age mo we put so much pressure on ourselves to like always be fine and i feel like what you said is so key because it's okay to not be fine it's okay to not have it figured out all the way you just gotta sit in it for a second I had to do that the other day my mom was just like breathe um and she slept with me in my bed and we figured it out and I just felt like that was so wholesome and sometimes you just need to be comforted you know even if you don't know what's going on just comfort yeah shout out to um Alana Alana definitely she has she I don't know what it is but like she like we she's a mother we got close towards the end of the year and she could like tell when something wasn't right with me. And I'd be like, no, I'm fine. She's like, you're actually not like, and she's like, you don't have to tell me, but like, <laughs> you can always like, and like, I would go to her for like advice. Just like, I don't know how I'm feeling. I don't know what's going on. She's like, Oh, let's, 
you want to go for a ride? You want to go to the calf? You want to do this? Want to do that? And like she was just like mm. super, like just one of like the best people I've met at Hampton, and just super lovely and super bubbly, like always laughing. Like she you is. saw, like I would be sitting down at the desk with her, like we'd be just <laughs> chilling, just having a good laugh. Like we just like bonded. Yeah. Like we were just like we didn't know each other for super long, but like we just kind of bonded over that short amount of time that we had. Yeah. No, Alana has a beautiful spirit, like for real. Like if you guys ever in life get a chance to meet Alana Walker, God bless you. She <laughs> is amazing. She really is. Like I will walk in and see her too. And she'd be like, you look so gorgeous. How's your day? <laughs> like she's just genuinely really, really nice and just beautiful mm-hmm. all around. So yeah, mm-hmm. that's good. Monet. That is really dope. And this, this is it. That was great advice. And this concludes our episode two, we made it all the way through. So shout out to you, Monet. And let me know anything, anything you want them to know about just how they can support you or just any last words that you want to say just to wrap it all up. Um, I feel like eventually, I'm not sure when, but eventually I probably will start streaming just because I feel like that'd be fun. Yes. Um, I feel like that'd, that'd yeah. be fun a way to show people, you know, the different side of me, you know, like that side that we talked about, like how when the camera's yeah. going, there's this blockage. So I feel like that'd be, that'd be cool. I'm not sure when, not sure on what, but I think that'll happen within the near future. So that should be fun. Awesome. Thank you, Monet. I'm wishing you so much blessings and success towards you. Thank you for coming on Set Up for Success. And to everyone listening, I hope you learned so much. This has been an amazing conversation. And Monet, thank you for being my very first guest. I am honored. <laughs> and I'm glad, I'm glad I'm the first one because we talked about this. We did. We talked about this. And I was rooting. I was trying to give you so much like advice. <laughs> information I, I was trying to help you out and i'm so glad that you're doing it because this is going to be amazing and i can't wait to see all the success you get from it and everybody that's watching you gotta keep watching because sarah is a different breed like when she's motivated <laughs> when she's down to do something she will do it and she has so much knowledge she's met so many great people that you know she's gonna she's gonna kill it Thank you, Monet. I receive it. I receive it. Thank you so much. And we will see you guys in the next episode.